Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It is Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat FM 99 and the Fox's first and only wrestling podcast. I am Sean Hood and that is Dave Taylor. Good morning, everybody. And uh, we're here this week to talk all things professional wrestling with you. A lot of wrestling news this week, not really any big, sh- like, we had Fighter Fest that happened, so we'll talk about that a little bit, but no big pay-per-views or anything happened. Um, but a lot of news, a lot of news to get into and some topics to discuss, so please uh, strap in and let's get going. Uh, first thing we got to do is we got to take care of the business. As I said, we are FM99 and the Fox's first and only wrestling podcast. You can find us on both those websites, FM99.com and 1069thefox.com, right under the media tab. This is ESPR. Really easy to find us. Uh, you can find our most recent episode there every single time. If you're not doing that, you can find us on all your major podcasting apps. Just search ESPR Wrestling, and then you can just subscribe anytime you want. Give us a five-star rating and review. When you do, we appreciate it. Tell your friends. Uh, we love getting new listeners and having new people jump in the chat with us, It's especially, too. So go right ahead and do that. Um, in addition to that, we also have social media. Yes, Facebook.com slash ESPR99 and on the Twitter at ESPR99. And last but not least, email, if you still use that, ESPR at FM99.com. Real quick, say, uh, say a quick good morning to Philip, uh, Michael, and my mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> Hi, Sean's mom. That's right. Um, she's one of our most regular viewers, and she doesn't even care about wrestling. <laughs> um, but hey, good morning, everybody. Thanks for being here. Um, yeah, a lot to talk about this week. So please, if you have comments, throw them there in the comments on the side there. Because hey, if you're listening to this later, people get to join in and add comments to the conversation by being a part of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, the whole nine yards. So again, facebook.com slash ESPR99 on the Twitter at ESPR99. If you turn on your notifications, you'll know when we go live and you can be a part of the discussion. So, without further ado, let's get into our first topic, which Dave is. Uh, you, want, you, want to go, you want to go WWE first with the let's what do WWE? Yeah, because the big discussion we're going to have here is about a certain two individuals uh, that are rumored to be signing with AEW, and I feel like Fighter Fest will lead right into that. So let's start with some WWE news. All right. Well, we now know, I guess, what would be Sean the main event of the evening at the uh, main event of the evening at SummerSlam. Yes, John Cena versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. A little bit contrived how we got here last little night. A little bit, bit, which is a shame because the, the, the promos have been really good back and forth. Show even started out with another really good Cena promo last night. And then we get to this really dumb moment where we're having the uh, contract signing between Balor and uh, Reigns. Because supposedly that's going to be the main event of SummerSlam. Oh, no, we tricked you because here comes Baron Corbin. He attacks uh, Balor because he wants to steal the contract and steal the match for himself so he can get some money because, you know, he's broken everything. Um, then John Cena comes out to, uh, clear Corbin. And then once he does, he happens to notice the contract sitting there and picks it up and signs it. So a couple problems with this one stupid, because it's clearly somebody else's name on the contract. Anybody with a basic understanding of how contracts work knows that's not legally binding. Um, oh, and then they have the heel manager point that out to you later, just in case you weren't sure. Um, and secondly, Cena then stole the match from Finn Balor, who was probably still capable of signing a document. Yeah. So no reason for him to do that other than he's just as bad as Finn, as uh, as uh, Baron Corbin uh, about stealing this match from Finn Balor. So, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I hated it. What's up, Benjamin? I agree with you. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Benjamin, I think that's very convoluted. I, I wonder if, like, this whole situation <laughs> is – I mean, I don't, I don't know how long John Cena's sticking around. I mean, I mean it would make sense. Okay, he's there until SummerSlam. You know, he's going to boost the house show attendances because he's making a number of appearances. Does this lead to a Fowler-Cena match at, at some point? I don't know. 
I don't or, know. It, it could, but as Philip says, a triple threat match. That way, somebody gets protected. Possible, very possible. What's funny though is if we end up in a triple threat scenario, when Balor's the one that has to hang around, and Cena's the one who's going to be going back to Hollywood. For me, I'd have Cena take the pin because that way you can go back to Balor at some point. Uh, you um, know, the Roman uh, Reigns Cena match a couple of years ago was fine. I felt like it was rushed, but obviously they they had reasons because Cena's like, hey, this is going to be my schedule, or whatever else we got to do this Reigns thing. It was a good match, but mm-hmm. like I, I just felt like. Man, we, we rushed through, and now it's like it's a good timing for it. And, and now you're gonna, you know, you're gonna cloud it up with. No offense against Finn, Finn deserves those matches, but it shouldn't be a triple threat. I, my problem is you've got. You, I, I think what we're gonna get at the SummerSlam is not a triple threat as much as I'd like it to be. Maybe it will be, but I doubt it. Um, I'm thinking we're gonna get Balor versus Corbin, which. Is not what bad, and it's such an awful bait and switch when Balor. It looked like he was going to be in a main event program, yeah. uh, at least around SummerSlam, and then you're throwing him in with something with a guy who's been losing everything, and he's been down in the dumps. I mean, a literally low mid card. Well, and, and, I, and I almost thought that you know last week with uh, Corbin, you know, getting his money taken from uh, Ziggler and Rude, that shot in the crotch and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is going to be a slow face turn. But he's still I, doing. I thought so too. Yeah. I'm just desperate. I need to do this. But desperate doesn't make me cheer for you. No. You know that's not that's not going to work. Um. It was it was. I have the sneaking suspicion because of how WWE books things that what's going to happen is at SummerSlam, um, Roman Reigns is going to lose to John Cena, and Cena's going to cheer and ah ha 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 ha. You know he's a, he's great. He's the champion. He beat Roman Reigns. And then the legal experts are going to come out and say that contract wasn't legally binding. The match, therefore, never counted. Uh, so for so as far as Reigns is concerned, he's still undefeated, and he gets the title back because it never should have taken place, which does so many things. A, it'll make you boo Reigns, but it's a bummer because it puts a – in our minds, there's a loss on his record. We know he lost yeah. to somebody. Um and it's, it's bait and, another bait and switch because like, oh, yeah. the title change happened and then you, did, you, you didn't, you know, and then, it's, you know, but it's just frustrating. And, and I don't know. Who knows? I mean, they got something planned. I mean, they've done a really good job with this. We're, what, three, four weeks away from SummerSlam. So we could be surprised. Could be. Could be. Could be. Not, not waiting. Could, could be. be. Could be. Uh, <laughs> Phillips says they could also do a fatal four-way for the title. I, I, I'm, okay, I hate that idea because there's absolutely no reason for Corbin to be anywhere near no. the title at the moment. Um. Benjamin calling Corbin. Corbin's mid-card vortex. He just pulls everybody <laughs> into him. Uh, yeah, it's kind of kind of is how it is. But in any event, I'm still looking forward to the match. I'm just not pleased with how we're getting there at the moment. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought what was going to end up happening was we were going to get Balor and uh, Reigns before SummerSlam, and then somehow we'd still work towards the John Cena match and everything i didn't know we were you know i i didn't know this was the plan and if it was i would have said no 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 no. keep balor away from it let's just no we'll find another way to get there yeah yeah it just seemed odd uh to, to do that so um anything else i mean i know briefly what last night in smackdown was that sasha banks is back no surprise i mean you kind of figured she yeah. was gonna fight uh bianca bellard summer which is great they had a she, great she back, and, and in record time and in record time she made friends with somebody and turned on them yeah. Uh, she teamed up with Bianca for a match and then immediately turned on her. So it was uh, it was it was a record record face turn for her, a record face heel turn time for her. Uh, it's yeah. kind of like the big show. You can do it all in one night. The only thing we were missing <laughs> was her crying. But don't worry, we'll get that later, I'm sure. 
Probably, but you know that that's fine because you know it, it takes the Becky Lynch question out of the equation. Well, it's Becky, you know, I because I don't want to see. I don't know how they're going to do that, but you know, she doesn't need to come back and get a title match right away. They need to set up something. So, uh, you know, uh, you say you say that, but I mean, she'll walk back in and get a title match. I mean, well, when she, she didn't lose the title. Yeah, but I mean, well, she will. But I mean, I meant like I don't want her to like show up on SmackDown or a Raw attack somebody and go, okay, now we got a title match. I mean, obviously, well, that's what Sasha's doing. So I mean, yeah. you know, it's, but it works. It works for Sasha's character. Because that's what she did a couple years ago when she came back. And remember, it's she, what she does uh, all the time, and I'm tired yeah, of it. Yeah. It's boring. It's, when she attacked Becky Lynch, they had that awesome, uh, um, you know, uh, yeah, I'll give talent as well. I'll give you see, but Goldberg, the idea that Goldberg and Sasha are on the same level is a little silly. I mean, Goldberg is, is, I mean, a legitimate legend in the business as far as his stature in the business. Um, now is he going to have a great match? No, no, let's be honest. Um, this is just going to be a hard hitting, you know, maybe three or four minute match with lots of signature moves. And that'll be about it. The, the only thing I want this to see the only, the only thing I want to see out of this is I want to see Lashley beat Goldberg. Everybody's complaining that we're, you know, oh, they're whining about Goldberg uh, being the guy walking to get a match. Well, everybody walks in and gets a match once you reach a certain level. That's how it goes. Um, and Goldberg, you know, everybody's whining and complaining, but every week he comes out, people are chanting, and you can say they pipe in the noise all you want, but if they show the crowd, they're chanting Goldberg. So it's a pot. He's, he's there. He, somebody there wants to see him. So it's not just about you. And again, I do I love it? Nah. But here's the thing: as long as Bobby Lashley wins, I'm gold. I'm good with it. It makes it makes it makes Bobby Lashley look great. Yeah. Um. And and he moves now. If he beats Bobby Lashley, I'm right there with you. This is a train wreck, and I hate it. Um. But if as long like as that whole fiend thing all over again, as as long as Bob, well, he had his own problems to begin with. Bobby Lashley, I like what they're doing with him at the moment. Um, it is great. As long as as long as Lashley wins this match, I am a hundred percent on board work for it. We knew we weren't going to get. Um, we knew we weren't going to get uh, Lashley and <laughs> Lesnar because Lesnar's not signed with WWE currently. Yeah, um, they're trying to sign him, and he hasn't signed with them. And rumors are out there that he's signed with somebody else, maybe an MMA organization. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if he maybe shows up at UFC two sixty five. It could so, be there. I mean, maybe he's got one. Maybe he wants to do one more run. You know, maybe. say, hey, it's you know awesome. what? I'm, I'm, I've had all this time off to be in great shape. Hey, the Goldberg thing, by the way, you know, the McIntyre match, you know, which I thought, hey, that'd be Goldberg's last match. Maybe this is a way for him. I know he's teasing a couple times, you know, of retiring in front of a, a crowd. I mean, the, Gold, uh, the mm -hmm. McIntyre thing, not mid-match. I mean, it was fine for what it was. You know, yeah, it was brief. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we had a total of six moves in that match when I was counting. Um, so I, I expect you know, it's funny is everybody complains about that. But if you remember correctly, that's how Goldberg did most of his career yeah. six, was six moves in a match and it was over. So. And, and, and sometimes it worked like the second match he had with Brock at Mania was to me. Oh, yeah. An outstanding the, match because the, of the what's funny. The first one uh, had more moves and it sucked. <laughs> the the uh, But yeah, the one he had at Survivor Series and then at Mania with Brock were both really good. Yeah. Um, and they were very simple. They just did what worked. Um, so I, I'm all for that. And if they find a way to make that formula work here, great. That's awesome news. Um, that's, that's awesome uh, planning. I do think he's going to retire at some point. But as far as I know, I think his contract, excuse me, runs through, um, I think his contract runs through 2022. Oh, boy. And his, he's, he's scheduled for two matches a year. I think that's the minimum that he's going to okay. do. Um, so we may get a, a, another match or two. For, I think this one fulfills his contract for 2021. 
So I think we might see him again in 2022 for a match or two, and then he's gone. Because I don't think he'll sign a new contract. I think he's fine with. I think he's fine with the the run he's had since he came back. It's way better than the run he had the first time. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, I had the politics and Triple H. So. Yeah. So I think I think it'll go better for him this time. But either way, again, I'm still on board with it as long as. Um, <laughs> ben, no, I actually enjoy Goldberg. I like Goldberg. Um, ben trying to stay on board talking about Goldberg. No, I'm just tired. Uh, you know, but but he but he's it, but Bill's more of a casual fan kind of thing. You know, he's he's not the you know that that's like like we're already watching. You know, this is for them to go. Oh, Goldberg's gonna fight Bobby Lashley. I'm gonna go watch this. That that that's Goldberg, why these matches are done. That's that big bald guy, that Goldberg. Yes. Um, <laughs> if you've never heard that, go to the Rumble tab on FM99.com and look up the uh, Cliff Andrews Shawn Michaels call. Uh, yeah. Does it does it hurt? The uh, <laughs> it's a classic classic segment. Um, in any event. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, I'm, I'm on board with it again. As long as Goldberg loses this match, I have no problems with this. It's, it's a high profile match for Bobby Lashley at a huge show. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of the raw side, um, you know what? We, I know we didn't really talk about money in the bank. I, I liked the pay-per-view it was great. The Nikki Ash, uh, thing happening was outstanding. And then the cash in was pretty darn quick. Um, I'm good now, with it. And now we got a triple throw. I'm happy for her. This is like one of those moments when somebody's winning a title that you're happy for because of just yeah. the work she's put in for the last. And I'll uh, say, side note, I'm ha- I'm happy for her and I'm happy for Big E, both of the winners. Uh, they they were both people that deserved it. Um, I'm happy when uh, Nikki got the women's title. Uh, some people say, oh, it's that fluky way of winning. Except she's beat both Rhea and Charlotte in previous weeks. I mean, so yeah. she's proven that she can beat both of them. Um, now, Nikki, um, here's the thing: her first appearance as champion on on Monday, really. Uh, or I guess, yeah, her first appearance as champion, she, the the crowd was in it. The crowd was yeah. in it for a while. Um, but then she, I, they, they we're doing the, the overly positive message a little too much. Like she's trying to work it in about, well, we can all be superheroes and, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's a little too preachy. And it's by the end of the show was rubbing people the wrong way. And I'm like, if you guys drive this too hard, you're going to turn the crowds against her immediately. Absolutely. Keep the positive message. Keep the positive, you know. But you got to be careful with how much you do. Is, is it something, Sean, like, you know, when the New Day first formed, there's this, you know, message of positively, like, to, you know, solar make, slowly make her a heel some sorts? I mean, she's got the charisma that to pull that off. It could be very Oh, dark. for sure. It's very possible. But I don't think you want to do it this fast. I mean, the, the gimmicks just started to catch on with the crowds. I mean, like, let's not yeah. ruin it already. The, the the key is you want to ride the gimmick as long as you can and make it long, you know, it lengthen the, the use of the gimmick as long as you can and then flip it when the crowds start turning on it. If that happens in yeah. a week or two, then that that's not great. You know, because the longer you can draw out the story and make it interesting, the more satisfying the switch or the payoff or whatever will be. Is, is a part of it, you know, WWE's way of uh, hammering it home just to get point across that? You, oh, I'm sure. You know, I'm sure. I make sure people understand this character because we have yeah. had crowds that you know people. Why is Nikki doing this? Why is she they, almost? They they club you over the head with it uh, with with messages all the time. It's 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 annoying. Um, it's when you know. I mean, God, how many of these bully storylines have we seen over the last several years? Is because of our BSR campaign, like and we really and every every like week. Us. It's you know, oh, a bully, you're a bully. Uh, bullies are you know this and that, and there's nobody. You shouldn't be mean to other people. Don't be a bully, and 
you know, I, it's it, they club you over the head with these storylines, and the problem is it turns people off. Nobody, yeah, I want to root for the guy who stands up for the bully. So just stand up to the bully and then move on. Like, like do do the stand, stand up to the bully and fight him. Don't preach. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, Benjamin, I don't hate that idea. Bring him back to Hurricane as Nikki's manager. In fact, you could even do something where he's along the lines of like, look, you're almost a superhero. I'm going to help you get there, get all the way to being a superhero. I, I think that would be great. I mean, a way to, I know it's a triple threat, but it's like, look, you know, Charlotte's, you know, a person to wrestle, and but here's what you got to do, and then, you know, let him have this match. I mean, we don't think he has it in there, and it's just, they got to treat her that way. You know, I, I thought it was ridiculous to have these two-minute challenges, you know, and she, well, she did get pinned in two minutes. She wins the match on the technicality. I know, I know. I know. It's just like, what, what are you doing? Like, uh, I know, I know, which is funny because she's so talented. She doesn't deserve to be in those positions. But um, maybe we'll see a turnaround here. I don't know. I'm not yeah. sure. Uh, speaking of turnaround, Sean, we had a turnaround for Karrion Cross on Monday night as he beat Keith Lee, who we'll talk about in just a moment. Come I'm going to go ahead and say, um, uh, <sighs> boy, um, I, I hope that Jeff Hardy's okay, first of all. Uh, I know he tested positive for COVID-19. I hope he's yeah. doing all right. That being said, I saw a report online that had he not tested positive for COVID-19, the plan was for him to face Karrion Cross again and beat him again. And the, the plan was for him to keep losing until Scarlet came up to join him. I know, I know, I know. Now, I understand the idea of wanting to make it seem like Scarlett is 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 a big part of his 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 success and everything, but you could also just do that by having them debut together. Yeah, like, you could have done that too. Um, worst decisions ever for Cross and Lee. I mean, the loss for Cross was terrible. As for Lee, I mean, he lost to the NXT champion and the WWE champion. You know, it's not it's not great. I don't love to see it after he's been off TV for five months. But a, they can tell the story of oh, he's been gone for five months, maybe a little ring rust, and b. He lost to the to the top tier champions in both brands, so it's not like he lost to Baron Corbin or to you know somebody like that um, after coming back. After but if it's months. the first time he's been back in front of crowds, he could have you know amped this guy up. Where has he been? No explanation. I, I guess at some point he's going to tell us. Well, yeah, Lee says he's going to tell us at some point. He, he's I don't been know. practicing counting the the, the lights on the ceiling because <laughs> you're not wrong it, about it, that. It's it just frustrating. The cross thing, uh, you know, the whole uh, the Scarlet thing. I mean, it works so well. And, and NXT, and you know, it's always the one thing where you know, the whole call situation where like you know, the hardcore fans, we know who these guys are, the casual fans have no idea, but you probably heard the name. And we see this guy come up, and Hardy beats him with you know, feet on the ropes. You're like, well, what the heck is that about? I mean, was Hardy gonna be cheating every week? Yeah, then maybe you could build some sympathy and then crosses, you know, enough of this playing nice, I'm just gonna you know, kick your butt and and we're you know, and put you out or whatever. Oh, I could have. I could. I, I could see that working, but I, I could. I, I could have. For, I wouldn't love it, but I could forgive the first loss if, like you said, he came back the next week and absolutely obliterated Jeff Hardy, destroyed him, not just beat him in a match, but I mean, obliterated him. Yeah. Right. Um, makes crosses clearly somebody you don't want to cross. No pun intended. Um, but I, I'm also uh, with Benjamin here, even though he's being somewhat uh, um, uh, uh, sarcastic. He absolutely needs Scarlet for his gimmick. I mean, in one of the things that works about him so well is that intense, dramatic entrance, um, and he doesn't have it 
with no, with no, on the main roster. Yeah, there's huge. no there's no lighting, there's no smoke, there's no scarlet, there's no and I dude, one of the coolest things about their entrance, about his entrance that I love is when she's down doing the pose or whatever, and it gets to that end with those drum beats and he's doing the thump on the chest, you know, they're like the smoke's all around him and stuff. I'm like, this is awesome. Like that's he's, so cool looking. Well, you feel like he's a legit monster. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, not and the thing with like Keith Lee, he did beat Keith Lee in his last NXT match. Which, in the way he beat Keith Lee, was like, man, you know, it was like, you never saw Keith Lee handle like that, because, right. you know, Keith can go. And to me, it legitimized Cross. You know, you're like, okay, well, if they're going to do that to him, well, this guy's a monster. Like, and I get it. Every guy coming in from NXT, you know, is not going to come in and be this, you know, this undefeatable monster or whatever else. Well, not everybody should be. He's a guy that falls in that line of, you know, should be having these, you know, monster type matches like at least a debut because it's him like dexter loomis is one guy who i figured at some point we're gonna see i um, can't i i'm i it's gonna be the same thing because it's it's just like him where he's got this kind of thing and you know he's gonna he they're gonna turn it like his creepy stalker gimmick thing that he does his serial killer type gimmick works in nxt for some reason i think it's because they 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 do it but they don't I, I don't know. I feel like in, w, in, in WWE on the main roster, it's going to turn into he's some weird foot fetishist or something. You know what I mean? And he's sneaking around people's locker rooms and stealing their sneakers or something. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. It's going to be something weird like that. It's not just going to be <laughs> they, the the stuff they've been doing with him in NXT, which, like you said, is kind of, I mean, not as over the head. He just he shows up. He does what he's going to do. Um, like the time he grabbed Austin Theory. I mean, it was just so great, you know, because they were like, you know, doing these kind of stealthy things. I mean, it'd be a great way to introduce them. Why do these stars getting taken out in the back? And then one day you see them, you're like, yeah, but they won't, they won't do anything that cool. Um, My thing is that you should be bringing in these NXT stars. Like they're stars already. Like you want to introduce them to the crowd. Fine. But you should still address them. Like they're stars. Benjamin wants to know if we think that cross losing was a message from Vince to NXT. No, Um, I don't think at all, because here's my thing. Vince owns the whole thing. Vince wants to deliver a message to him. He can just deliver a message to them. He doesn't have to do. He doesn't have to waste time on television doing it. He can just walk into the room and say it. Um, I, and, how does Triple H feel in this situation? Oh, <laughs> you know, I'm sure Triple H hates it because they're out of his control once they leave NXT, and he's he, you know uh, there's no way he hasn't been frustrated with 85 percent of the call ups because sometimes they'll take a bunch of them at once and ruin most of them. I mean, I, I saw Renee, uh, Renee Young say at one point, how do you screw up Samoa Joe? And, you know, she's right. Yeah. But it's the same thing. How do you screw up Keith Lee? How do you screw up Karrion Cross? How do you, I mean, all these guys up there who should be really successful. And Joe's, Joe was successful to a degree, but not to where he should have been. And then, unfortunately, injuries plagued him towards the end of the run on the main roster. Now, yeah, I am excited about back. the fact... I'm excited about the fact we're going to get Karrion uh, Cross and Samoa Joe at TakeOver. I'm really pumped about that. That'll be cool. Because here's the thing, dude. TakeOver, by the way, shaping up to be show of the year. Because you've got that match, plus you're going to have the Ilya Dragunov-Walter uh, rematch happening on that show. That's going to be awesome. By the way, if you don't watch NXT UK, and I don't blame you if you don't. It's a lot of wrestling every week. Um, familiarize yourself with the Ilya Dragunov and uh, Walter feud and go watch their previous matches. They they Oh, that match you, was you, who, um, phenomenal. And one of the best ref, referee bumps ever. ever. Yeah. Ever. Go, <laughs> ever. go watch it. It is fantastic. Uh, this rematch is going to be, this rematch is going to be stellar. Um, wow. 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 I'm I, really I'm, looking I'm looking forward to it. Sean, speaking of like, you know, former NXT talents in WWE, 
So I'm looking at uh, you know the current champions. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so Apollo Cruz, former WWE or NXT talent. It took a while to get there. Yeah. You know, finally has it down. Bianca Belair. Although they didn't really do anything wrong with her, they just kind of you know. No, she's fine. Yeah, she's 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 she's, she's fine so far. Uh, you know, um, I mean, I don't count quite Roman Reigns because he was kind of pre NXT ish or sort of when it was like Florida. Yeah, he, I mean, don't get, he was he was in NXT. Don't get me wrong, he just wasn't there very long. Yeah, uh, and, and then and then Nikki. So yeah, so I mean, like you've got some NXT talent there. Uh, the last uh, the last WWE champion was Drew McIntyre, who was an NXT talent. Um, who was a main roster talent before that, but really came into his own when he came when he went to the Indies and then came back to NXT. Um, yeah, uh, Riddle, former U.S. champion. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they're definitely they're definitely having some success with NXT call ups, but at the same time, there's so many of them that we can point to and go, "Why? Why?" And just winning a championship doesn't mean you're necessarily overly successful. I mean, I, I'm sorry, I would not consider Shinsuke's run on the main roster to be successful. That, that that's right. been frustrating at times, and, it's and, so it's, and then the whole crowd thing. I thought like, oh man, but then you know, and Cesaro, you know, like he was like right there, and then they keep, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, what are you doing? Unless you're like, well, wait, we'll bring him back later. You know, people remember he had a title match, and yeah, it frustrates yeah. the hell out of me because he's so talented. Yeah. Somebody asked recently online, they said, if you could make one trade between WWE and AEW, who would you trade? And I said, I would send Jack Swagger back to WWE and I would bring Cesaro over to AEW in a heartbeat. Um, just because his his knowing who's running the company over in AEW, I feel like somebody like Cesaro would be much more appreciated. Yeah. So yeah. in any event, um, uh, did we have anything else from WWE? Uh, yeah, the other thing is uh, reportedly in the fall... Um, WWE going back to Saudi Arabia. So, yeah, heard about I'll, that. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I don't, I don't love it, but they've <laughs> got to, they, they have to make up the shows that they didn't do there because of the pandemic and everything. And you know, uh, oh, Michael wants to know why Swagger. Um, because if there's one person on AEW's roster to me that just drool, like just drips, uh, WWE cast off, it's Jack Swagger. Uh, he just does not come across as his own man to me. He's never been all that impressive. Um, give him back to WWE. But let, let Vince uh, loved him for some reason. Give him uh, back. You know, I, I enjoyed him at times, and I felt there's potential there. You know, when and people were liking him when he was feuding with uh, Rusev. You know, and yeah. I thought, oh, this is potential. What, what's right with it? People, you want to get behind this guy because of the whole USA thing. And then, you know, but obviously they had other plans because Cesaro are not Cesaro, but Rusev, Rusev, and you know they didn't capitalize on it. But I, but I thought him and Cesaro teaming up. Funny you mentioned that because really I mean, good yeah. partners. Yeah, I enjoyed with you know with uh, Dutch Mantel or whatever. Oh well, that's because Cesaro makes all this crap work when it shouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it, it, and I mean Swagger and Mantel did their parts too. But yeah, yeah, um, it, it was Cesaro and Tyson Kidd was great. You know, I mean Cesaro and Sheamus was great. Yeah, the I mean you know so I mean there's there's I just I, I that's my logic. Anyways, um yeah, back in Saudi Arabia, supposedly they're going to do the Queen of the Ring in in. Saudi Arabia, which I have mixed feelings on, because yes, I understand the point of it is to push uh, the whole women's rights agenda over there, um, and I do to a degree enjoy that. But that being said, I don't. I got to be careful how I say this. I think it would be more fair to reward those of us here in the United States or in the UK or somewhere where we've really been pushing for the women to get a chance. Um, than the Saudi Arabia crowd, where they're not going to even let you know the women go to the show alone. Does this cover you know like? What we but that being said, 
I say evolution pay per view is is this kind of a way to segue that to two and one? I mean, maybe it's possible. And I, but I mean, that I say that and then I stop and think to myself, but the women in Saudi Arabia probably really enjoy seeing this. You know what I mean? So maybe maybe they deserve to see to see it. I I mean, you know, when Lacey Evans and Natalia did it, and and it was you know a fine match for what it was because it was just like, hey, we're just going to do this. It's a buy the numbers match. Natalia, which by the way, I hope she's okay. Yeah. Um, you know, is, is so good at putting a match together in the ring that you know it, it just worked out. And, and with Lacey, you know, wasn't going to hurt you know uh, anybody's credibility as, as you know the superstar. It was fine, and it was great that you know they got that honor and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, you know, this, this would be a different tournament. And uh, you know, in fact, I could, is there an update on her? I haven't seen anything yet. So uh, let me do a quick check here. Oh, undergoing surgery. Oh no, that's a yeah. Well, so that's going to be a forfeit of the TNT tag team titles. Yeah, that that, that just came out after uh, after SmackDown last night. So yeah, they're going to figure out something. That's a that sucks. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what I do. What I do is I pick somebody, maybe Bailey, somebody like that. I don't know, somebody to go to Tamina and be like, "Look, you need a taxi party. You're going to have to forfeit those belts." You know what I mean? Somebody really obnoxious. You know what I mean? I could see Bailey working in that role. I could see that 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 happening. If they, you know, if they want to keep the the story going with with whatever they're doing with the tag team titles, keep keep it on. Yeah, to me and somebody else I, so they I, get to another team. Well, but, 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 but Bailey's out too. So, oh, is she? She's yeah. I remember she had the uh, she got hurt preparing for a match. Uh, That's right. Himself. Dang it! Dang it! So who so, would you use that? <laughs> yeah, I'm tired of Carmella at the moment. They've 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 overdone Carmella for me. Um, Last night on SmackDown, she yet again is pushing for another title match, and I'm like, no, 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 no. They, they're really they're shoving her down our throats, and I'm getting tired of it. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure there's options out there, but they got rid of half their damn women's roster, so I'm trying to think of who the hell it would be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, please don't Tony Storm let her do her own thing. Looking fantastic so far. Right. Um, hey, if you want to if you want to go some kind of hard-hitting, like, scary team, you could always do um, – um, Tamina and team her up with Asuka and, ma- and make it a team that people are actually afraid of. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And well, when Tamina and, and Nia Jax were a team, I thought, like, oh, this would be great if they're a tag yeah. team because it'd be tough to beat. But Nia's got her own thing going on with Reginald. And, uh, hey, Dave, do you see that? <clears throat> so, in any event, uh, yeah, I'm not big on the Saudi Arabia thing, but it is what it is. We'll, uh, we'll, uh, See what happens at the show, I guess. I'm not thrilled about it. Yeah. In any event. Um, yeah, so I guess let's shift gears now and let's talk about uh Fighter Fest a little bit. Point to two weeks. Watched AEW Fighter Fest. A lot of um, people did. <laughs> yeah, 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 they did. Uh for what three three weeks now, four weeks now, they've been over a million viewers. Yeah. Uh yeah. so good for them. Good for them. First um, night just over a million, second night, one point one four million. So good for them. Yeah. For them, that's fantastic. Yeah, uh, Dave um, Meltzer is ecstatic right now. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed both nights of Fighter Fest. Um, I'm having a trouble remembering which matches were on which episode. Well, uh, the first night, uh, you had like Darby Allen uh, versus Ethan Page, and, and that oh, was the a- coffin match. Yeah, that yeah, was it, wow. It, it, that was wild. And you had the uh, the whole um, Orange Cassidy Sting thing going on. You know, with the uh, that was gold i lived for that moment dude for the crowd i mean here's the thing like wb has some has had some good crowds since they come back like the oh yeah yeah but 
this is the difference between the two. How that crowd reacts in in situations like that, with just the whoa, you know, these tap yeah, numbers. Yeah. <laughs> but what kills me is that I, I, I mean, this New York Cassidy thing's fun when it happens. The sheer fact that he shows up against Sting and Sting's the one who initiates the kicks. <laughs> I was like, well, hold on a second. Sting did it. And then when he does the little weak, the weak chest pound at the end, I was, dude, I about fell out. That was funny as hell. <laughs> that was so good. Um, that was when uh, Darby was facing, um, who the hell was he facing then? Oh, that was uh, Wheeler, uh, Wheeler Yuta. Yes, Wheeler Yuta. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. Who was also, I'm, I, that guy's good. He's really good. Um, but that was a lot of fun. Uh, what was the main event of night one? I'm trying to remember. Uh, night one was uh, Moxley defeating Carl Anderson for the uh, IGP US Heavyweight Championship. That's right, because the second night it ended up being um, uh, Moxley and Lance, Lance Archer. Archer. How, about, how yeah. about that for Lance Archer? Who, who, becomes, who becomes US champion, so good for him. Did, didn't um, see that coming, but yeah, good for him, because for a while we're like, what are you doing with Lance? Yeah, and then we found out um, that the the first Labor of Jericho, we knew it was going to be Sean uh, Sean Spears. The chairs um, match. Yeah, the chairs match where only Spears could use the chair. Um, uh, fine. <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, he ends up using the chair. The match was fine. I didn't have a problem with it. Uh, but you knew that Jericho was going to win. The, se- the revelation of the second Labor of Jericho was pretty interesting. Uh, the Nick F. Engage reveal. Um, who was the deathmatch wrestler from GCW? Uh, wow! Um, yeah. By the way, he—I'm uh, gonna throw this out there, anybody, and for anybody who doesn't know this already, he, um, he Nick Gage is actually younger than Dolph Ziggler. What? But you, you wouldn't know that looking at him. There's <laughs> some, some tough matches or whatever. Uh, not just that, but yes. Um, in any event, so that was the that was going to be the main event for Fight for the Fallen. Which they have happened this past week. Um, Fight for the Fallen had some good stuff on it too. Opened up the show. What's up, Chris? How you doing, man? Um, we opened up the show with uh, um, the the five on five tag team match between the Dark Order and uh, Adam Page versus the Elite, basically. Yeah. Um, and basically, the 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 stipulation was that if the Dark Order and Adam Page win, Adam Page gets his title match. Um, and the Dark Order gets a tag team title match, uh, but if they lose, they none of them get their matches, right? Well, they lost, so none of them got to get their matches. Now, that confuses me, because this seems like this whole storyline was built for revealing that Adam Page was going to win, and then he's going to get the title match at All Out, or something like that, yeah, right? which, yeah. which maybe they'll still get there somehow, but reports are circulating right now that he's not the planned opponent for Kenny Omega at All Out. Really? Hmm. And I'm like, well, wait. No, see, and if it is, I'll throw a fit. I will throw a fit if it is who I think who we are speculating it might be. Well, we'll get to um, that. Yeah, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, but anyway, the match was fine. It was entertaining. I mean, if you're one of those people who's going to get mad about the tags and whatnot, you're going to hate this match. Um, but for the five-on-five five stuff, it doesn't bother me as much. I, you know, I was surprised for this kind of match, and maybe because it was television that the match was only 25 minutes. Because these kind of matches, yeah. Should be you know not like like okay how about me complaining the match should be longer I you know, know. <laughs> with when this situation I know because it's television you only got so much time uh but the, but this could have been a bigger deal 
uh, and they could have drawn this out a little bit. And, I didn't think it to- needed to be. I think that they, especially with the style of the people in these matches, they worked so much into that time frame that there would have been no point to dragging it out. We would have seen even more kicking out of finishers. We would have seen even more, like it would have gotten to the point where you were complaining about it, Dave. The um, <laughs> they, they, it, Paige already kicked out of a ridiculous amount of stuff in it, so it didn't, you know, it didn't need to go longer. Um, Paige looked really like he he was the you know the the lone cowboy standing up against the villains at the end of the movie, but he lost. You know what I mean? And that's the downside here. Is it's like, well, crap. Well, well, and no, um, no offense to the guys in the Dark Order, but I mean, yeah, I mean, they're not guys that you look at going, well, okay, maybe Stu Grayson has has a chance to do this or whatever. No, but I thought but I, th- but I think that this match could have been something that proved that they did. You know what I mean? And I, I do think most of the Dark Order guys looked pretty good in the match. I did wonder why you didn't have like Colt Cabana in there or uh, 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 the number ten. You know, the yeah. guy who you know. I was wondering why none of these guys are in the match. I'm like. You put in some of the other guys that are less. Alex Reynolds. Yeah. Alex Reynolds, who, I mean, great guy. He's a great, talented dude. But I'm just like, really? But we left Colt Cabana and, all right, I guess, sure, whatever. Um, I don't know. Seems strange to me. We'll see where the storyline goes from here. I hope they have a good idea because I'm really just, I'm a little disappointed because it feels like this derails Adam Page um, when he was getting yeah. the momentum going. I, 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 unless maybe he goes after Lance Archer. I mean, Lance had the match against a. Uh, Hikolo, uh, Hikaleo, Hikaleo, yeah, with well, hey, a nice uh, King Haku. Uh, that was fun seeing yeah. King Haku. Um, yeah, but now he's going to have to face. He's going to Japan to face. Um, uh, is it Tanahashi? That he's going to place. So. Yeah. Um, so he's going to Japan to defend the title. So I mean, like, it's not even that. That's not happening right now. Um, so we'll see what where that goes. I do like the Hardy family office name, by the way, of, of, of all the factions or whatever it is, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but, but, you know, it's nice to see Christian Cage um, doing his thing and, and, you know, Jurassic Express doing their thing. So. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, Christian comes in and he's, uh, he's working and he's working hard. And he's working at the lower end of the mid card at the moment. Working, his, I mean, yeah. he's really slowly working his way up through the the the, the ranks. And you're like, man, I expected uh, I expected him to come in and automatically kind of be inserted into the main event picture. I'm I'm glad that he didn't because this gives him a chance to kind of reestablish himself as who he is in the ring. Um, I think that's a big part of it, and I think too the ring rust because you know what if he gets hurt again? Yeah, well, yeah, he's looked great so far. Yeah, um, so I'll give him that. He. Uh, you know, so that's fun. The Jurassic Express stuff was fun. Um, I'm going to jump to the main event because I want to talk about another part of uh, Fight for the Fallen uh, separately because yeah, it leads to another discussion. Okay. Um, the main event, Chris Jericho versus Nick Effingage. The pain maker, Chris Jericho. Dude, uh, I wasn't sure how, how hardcore they were going to go on national television, you know, outside of a pay-per-view. Uh, boy, was I wrong. Um, the opening seconds of this match, he slices Jericho's arm open with his pizza cutter. Um, and then, yes, we all know the hilarious moment in the match where Nick Gage grabs Chris Jericho off the mat and takes the pizza roller and starts cutting in his head with it, rolling it. And then we immediately go to a picture and picture Domino's pizza ad. <laughs> Planned? Hmm. I, I dude, know. I you couldn't have planned that and thought it was a good idea. There's no way Domino's, yeah, now Domino's is angry about it. Um, there's no way that, that that was planned like that. I think it was just poor timing, unfortunately. Um, I mean, you got a guy whose signature thing is a pizza cutter. Yeah. You know, if you have pizza sponsors, there's a chance while you're doing picture in picture, there's going to be a pizza. 
uh, sponsor yeah. somewhere in there. I, you know, the weird thing of this match is, I, I went to the end, um, is that, you know, Jericho's the one that's all bloody and not Nick, because you're like, well, Nick, Nick doesn't have much blood. No, Nick doesn't have much blood, no. Um, no. But Nick, uh, he just recently lost the title in GCW to Zack Ryder, a.k.a. Matt Cardona. Um, Which, who, oh my gosh! Well, did you, if you guys there. haven't seen the video of him winning that title and the fans just chucking things at him and like go nuts, uh, you should go check that out for yourselves because that's incredible to see. Um, you know what? I'll give Matt credit. I know he's not a favorite of certain people, right? Um, but the dude just ate up the moment because he oh, was like, "I'm I, not getting out of here. I, I, let, let me write this because I know what's happening right now." <laughs> I'll pat him on the back. He 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 freaking. He he was exceptional on that night. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, uh, that was fantastic. Now Nick Gage and Chris Jericho. The majority of the match was Chris Jericho fighting through adversity. Um, and at Chris Jericho's age and at this point in his career, he does not need to be having matches like this, which makes me kind of respect him for having this match and doing as much as he did, um, because he did absolutely not have to do this. Um, he, he he doing it. I'm trying to figure out figure the only out. thing that well the labors of Jericho. One of the things that bothers me is when we do these, you're gonna have to wrestle a certain number of people, and it ends up being um it ends up being like it's one normal match after one normal match after one normal match, and it's you know they gotta find ways to make that different. I like this mixing up of styles. You know, we had kind of our normal match with the chairs and whatnot in the first match. Um, then we have this deathmatch type thing. The next one we found out now after Jericho beat Nick Gage is gonna be Juventud Guerrera. Um, who's going to come back. He's an old rival of Chris Jericho. That's the more luchador style. So we're going to get more of a luchador style match. So I'm, 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 I'm in for that. I like that they're doing these different styles, but does anybody else kind of get the vibe that this is like a Jericho farewell tour? Like he's going to win these matches. He's going to have all these kind of matches. He's going to beat some of these guys until someone says, yeah. well, you know what stipulation you haven't had? A retirement match or a loser leaves well, or whatever. I mean, he'll I, come back at some point. I'm thinking, I'm thinking the last one is going to – well, my thought process was if he's going to be done or maybe done for a while, he's going to get to MG, MJF at the end and he's going to lose. You yeah. know, and that's going to be – and, you know, and maybe it could be something like a, you know, retirement match or a loser leaves town match or, a, you know, something something along those lines. Um, but this really feels like a Jericho farewell tour is what it feels like. Somebody yeah. speculated that one of the other labors of Jericho is going to be Paul White. Because he's there, you know. I I, I can see that happening, uh, you know. And I'm watching this match, by the way, you know. And the people saying, because remember we had that as a Britt Baker and and was it uh, Thunder Rosa that had mm-hmm. that like match where people like, oh man, this match is so you know hardcore. It makes it a better match. I, some of these guys don't need this kind of match. You know, Jericho doesn't need to have this match. Where people go, oh, this was a great match. Now, obviously, the guy is kind of fighting. That's a specialty, but like, yeah. You know, there's a two Jericho favors in the long run, or it's just because people like it because you know they want to see the violence and they're tired of the PG stuff that you know the sugar coated down stuff we get in WWE. Right. Um, I said to a guy online who was like, "Oh, people who didn't like it just don't appreciate it, blah 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 blah," and I was like, "Here's my thing. I don't like death matches. I think things like this this are too this is too much for me. I, I don't I don't enjoy I, these. I, I agree with you. Um, you know, that was it was one of the issues I had with some of the ECW stuff. And it's I don't like the light tubes and the, like it's just not my thing. Um, I really feel like you lose a lot of the storytelling oftentimes in just in, in search of what's the craziest thing I can do. Um, that's and, what drove me nuts in ECW. Yeah. And so I, I, I it's not my thing. That being said, for the story they're telling for the, the, the for 
its place in the story, I could appreciate it in the context of what they're doing. So as this one chunk, this one chapter of the story, I'm cool with it. Now, I don't need to see death matches all the time from, from AEW. That's, that's, this is my, this, I'm good for a while on these. I don't need to see another one, especially, yeah. a week, especially a week after seeing uh, the hardcore match between um, Lance Archer and uh, uh, John Moxley. I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. You know? Uh, so, you know, I, this doesn't need to become a regular thing for me. Well, and the thing with with the way the Jericho match ended, and while always bothered me in ECW, wasn't so much all the violence. But, you know, they would kick out after we're going to put you through the five tables, and he kicks out, and then you win with like the weakest move possible. I mean, I know he hit he hit Cage in the head or Gage in the head with uh, you know the four light bulbs or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, after Jericho took a beating, and then he just shoulder bumps him. Well, he, he did the he did that's his finisher now. Remember the oh, the, right. the Judas the Judas effect. Which is just yeah, that's that's okay, that, that is worse than the five knuckle shuffle. It's worse than the five knuckle shuffle, but he rarely pins people off the five knuckle shuffle. That's usually a setup for the AA. Yeah, um, yeah. the it, it, that's just that's a horrible move. I'm sorry. I don't love it. It does look good sometimes, depending on who's taking it. But generally speaking, it's not. It's not usually. I I don't love it either. Um, I like think I think he was trying to look for a move where he didn't have to like take a back bump or something like that or whatever to finish the match every time. Yeah. Um, which I don't blame him for necessarily. Uh, so Vaughn, I'm going to throw this out there right now. He said, here's another one. Brock Lesnar might join AEW as well. There was actually a rumor killer uh, going around yesterday about that, saying that nobody from AEW has even spoken with Brock recently. They've had like one talk and they never got into specifics on how trying to get him to come work for them because it just doesn't, it doesn't work for either party at the moment. So that seems extremely unlikely. Now, if he shows up in AEW, it would be a headline grabber. But, uh, it, 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 I, but I, I think it's unlikely. Now, there's two more that are slightly more likely. Uh, and Darby Allen hinted at one of these. God, I wish we could play the video right now, the audio. Yeah. Um, with <sighs> silly, it's silly. Um, in any event, Darby Allen cut a promo about how they're going to be at the United Center in Chicago on August 20th for the second edition of Rampage. And he says, you know, I've been around. First of all, awkward pl- pause by Darby Allen when he says, I've been around a lot of men in this industry and it's like what <laughs> um just a weird pause if this is a wwe crowd they would have ate him up yeah uh, he goes i've been around a lot of men in this industry who uh think that they're the greatest he goes there's only one place to prove that and it's here in aew and he said even if you think that you're the best in the world and the rumors have been flying recently about cm punk and daniel bryan formerly daniel bryan now he will be brian danielson the next time you see him if it's not in wwe um the rumors have been flying. These two are about to sign or have signed with AEW. And I got to tell you, um, it's, it's you as a new company, you can't drop that kind of hint. Oh, MJF did one too. He dropped a line from, from CM Punk's pipe bomb promo when he was talking to Chris Jericho. Um, And the whole United center in Chicago, you can't drop that kind of hint and then bait and switch your crowd uh, when you're this new of a company trying to endear people to you. Yeah. You have to deliver on this promise. So CM Punk has to be coming to AEW. Even if Daniel Bryan doesn't, CM Punk has to at this point. So I am fully expecting to see him uh, on, on Rampage August 20th at, uh, at AEW. You know, that's that's I, yeah, it would make the most sense. I, I mean, it, it, I think it'd be a great get. I mean, obviously. Oh, yes. Know, yes. 
you know, if he's if he's going to wrestle, this will be the spot he could have his Omega matches. He could have, uh, you know, if he's going to do another Jericho match, you know, the match yeah. they want to have. And, he could do. I mean, but there's a laundry list of guys who could wrestle there. I yeah, mean, Lance Adam Archer, Page, yeah. Lance Archer, Page. Kenny Omega, uh, Miro's there. They could have a better style of match there. Um, he could, you know, I mean. You've got a, just a laundry list of talented dudes in that company that he could have matches with, um, as well as it's a headline grabber um, for people. Oh, now, absolutely. Apparently, Fox is really pissed off at WWE about this. Uh, that's the rumor going around. Is they're really mad about this because WWE's treating it like it's no big deal. Um, apparently, WWE is more angry about the Daniel Bryan thing because they feel like he's a part of the family. And he's turning his back on them because he just let his contract uh, expire. Um, Michael says that CM Punk would grab viewers. I'd say Daniel wouldn't. I or, uh, I, I disagree. I think they would both grab viewers. Daniel Bryan is uh, is a name people recognize. He's a character people recognize. Um, those yes chants were all over the world when he was yeah. doing them before. Um, if he shows up in AEW, people will absolutely turn over. Now, will it be as many people as CM Punk? I don't know. I don't know. You never, it's possible. It, it will be as many people as CM Punk. I don't know, but it's possible. Um, he'll definitely bring viewers. Hell, if they if he brings over a few thousand, they're happy. Um, yeah, yeah. This, this is going to move the needle. Um, the two the two of them jumping at the same time would be big, big needle movers for AEW. Um, as far as people tuning in to see what the product's like. You know, when we talked a few months ago, when, when Paul White went over there, we're like, well, okay, can I change things a little bit? Because if you're a guy in WWE that... They're not yeah. going to be using, or they're going to treat you a certain way. Somebody they thought of as a lifer, yeah. In WWE, and, and, you know, and, and but then Paul said, "Well, Vince said go because you know I they, they can get more out of you than I can because I really have nothing for you other than losing the people who are looking like idiots to Randy Orton and Raw." Same thing with yeah. Mark Henry, you know, yeah. always loved Mark. I mean, I know he had the injuries, but when the character was working, it was working. Christian, I didn't understand that. I mean, it would have been a great time to have him. That one I didn't understand. The other two, I. Kind of get, yeah but, yeah. but Christian still had something of tank, or maybe they figured, you know what, he never drew or he never did this. Well, I mean, and they I, probably thought to themselves, if they're not going to put Edge and Christian back together, they'd rather have Edge. Yeah, you know what I mean. And they don't want it, and they don't want it to seem like they have a bunch of guys coming out of retirement all at one time, so the roster's filled with guys who should be go, should be gone by now. Yeah, because um, you're trying to figure out, well, like you know, do we give them a run, or are they putting people over, or yeah, you know, yeah. And, and, and now you got two guys. Well, we knew Punk was never going to come back to wrestle, uh, more than likely. But Daniel Bryan, you let that guy slip out of your hands? Crazy, right? Crazy. It's even crazier to think that he was thinking about leaving before when you guys wouldn't clear him to wrestle. Then he got cleared to wrestle, and he signed with you. And now that he's cleared to wrestle, and he's been wrestling, so there's no ring rust or anything, no. he's going to he's gonna leave. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's wild to me. But, I mean, Punk, Daniel Bryan has said he wanted to wrestle all these different people before he hangs it up. And this is the easiest way for him to do that. When they have working relationships with NWA, with Impact, with New Japan, with I mean, with all these different companies. Well, I, I guess even AAA a little bit now with Conan coming up and working with them. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I thought he would do like a, an Evolve deal, you know, because since they work with WWE, maybe Evolve could work around bringing some guys in. Right. Because, you know, it's kind of a workaround since, like, well, we're not directly WWE and we can bring these guys in. But I, but I think I think Daniel really wants to wrestle some of the guys like Kenny Omega, like uh, the Young Bucks, like, you know. And, and it'd be straight up pure wrestling match, which I would enjoy because right. it's going to be some good stuff. Yeah, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, if they show up, is a, is a big get for WWE uh, or W, excuse me, AEW. And 
you know, Vince said something on the on their call the other day with financial analysts and whatnot. And he said he doesn't see AEW as competition the way he saw WCW, and everybody's all a butt hurt about that and everything. And I'm like, here's my thing. First of all, he's talking to financial analysts. He's not going to paint a, dark, a a negative picture. No. Um, secondly, they're not. They're not the same as WCW. At the time, you had two companies who were on a very even playing field, competing with each other. Now you have AEW, who's a startup that is, I mean, doing well, and I'm happy for them. Um, but WWE is a monster machine that can put on the worst show they've ever put on and still have over a million viewers yeah. um, with billion dollar deals all over the world with different companies and everything. And I mean, it's, it's there, it's not the same machine anymore. Like everybody needs to get it out of their heads that AEW is going to put WWE out of business because that's not happening anytime soon. No. Um, now, will AEW, AEW encourage them to get better? Yeah, probably. Um, you know, and then I agree with Philip. He says if Punk and Brian sign with AEW, Vince will have a reason to start worrying. I agree. Uh, from a rating standpoint, yes, I think you're right. I think they're going to have to start looking at what they're doing and saying, all right, we need to start figuring out a way to draw eyes because we're starting to lose viewers and they're starting to get them. When AEW starts finishing ahead of Monday Night Raw, I think is when we'll start seeing Vince and them start to be like, all right, we need to change something. Now, again, yeah. they're still not going to be worried about going out of business but they are going to be worried about their ratings deals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they got, you know, billions of dollars, you know, TV deals, you know, mm -hmm. the, the Saudi Arabia deal, whatever that the streaming, is. Streaming, I mean, the whole nine yards. Deals. I mean, with, with Peacock, Peacock or NBC loves it because when the pay-per-view works. Oh my gosh. <laughs> did you see how many people watched uh, WrestleMania this past year? I, I did not see those numbers. Do you, uh, uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. Go ahead and finish the thought. Right. So, um, but you know, for 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 NBC to have you know Peacock or the network, um, they're loving it because they're getting all these people who never you know subscribe to Peacock, just you know watching them, and they might not be watching The Office or whatever else is on Peacock, uh, but they're just wrestling fans paying you know what they're paying a month. They they love that you know, and for WWE, they're getting a big chunk of the pie, and you know what, they don't have to manage a lot of stuff. I mean, obviously they're uploading the content and everything else, but. You know, probably the operational cost on it. I know they still got the foreign WWE network. WWE um, uh, said it experienced a record 1.1 billion video views of 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 uh, WrestleMania 37. And that's the other thing too, being on Peacock, where people who you know, like, oh, WrestleMania is happening. I didn't know WWE had a network thing or whatever. Oh, I'm gonna go watch this. Or people, yeah, I was going to say that if they just have Peacock, maybe never would have had the WWE Network. They scroll by and see it, and they're like, oh, you know what? I haven't yeah. watched wrestling in forever. I'll check it out. You know, it, it, it or it just kids who are scrolling through Peacock and say, ooh, what, you know, I'm going to watch this. 1.1 billion. 1.1 billion. And yes, some of those are repeats and everything, I'm sure, but yeah. they're, they're repetitive. They're repeat viewers. But I mean, that still is going to equal out to hundreds of millions of viewers. Yeah. Well, again, you're in the B category. Yeah, billion with a B. That's incredible. Yeah. When you yeah. log into Peacock, I mean, what's on top there? You know, they got, you know, their sports or the you know, probably Olympics right now. WWE. I mean, it's right there. Anybody log in on goes, oh, well, you know, I haven't seen something in a while. Let me, let me go watch them. Oh, man, WrestleMania happened. And that's, and that's what's funny is why people, you know, people get grumpy about like uh, Goldberg coming back in this way and the other thing. Hey, you've got lapsed fans who haven't watched since the 90s that might have yeah. Peacock right now. If they're scrolling through and they see a poster or a, a screen image, for like SummerSlam or something, and they see Goldberg on there, they might go, whoa, Goldberg, and they might turn it on to watch it. I mean, yeah. and that's the point of this. It's kind of cross-advertising works out for them and pulls in lapsed viewers to at least take a look and be exposed to the product. 
And, and here's the other thing with the ratings too. I know that's a big part of it. Um, you know, I, I've been a cord cutter for a number of years now, mm-hmm. so I, I have to ra- watch Raw and Hulu, and I don't know what the Hulu numbers are. Here's the thing, and WWE's been doing this for a while. They kind of slightly change when they post it because remember they used to post videos during the show. Mm-hmm. Like I, I could watch basically Raw on YouTube the next day. I mean, and I, I, you know, we've started doing that on our Facebook page. Is just posting clips from shows and then people commenting on it. Hey, you know, the whole Carrie and Cross thing with Keith Lee and everything, yeah. the ridiculous twenty four seven thing, Reginald our truth. Um, but you know, you don't need to watch the show anymore. I mean, that's part of the problem is it's can't miss. But they know it's like, hey, you know what? We're going to put it all here, and they're still getting money from YouTube and everything else. I mean, there's so many factors into this. AEW does a pretty good job with that as well. But, you know, if you miss Raw or SmackDown, I haven't watched SmackDown yet, so I, I got to go and go watch the clips of everything that happened this week to you know, get caught up and everything. Yeah, the problem is the way people need to look at this is WWE has an established empire. Now, is the empire, you know, the empire is probably more successful than it's ever been. I think they beat their projection estimates uh, for how much they were going to make this year by like 48% or something like that. It was ridiculous. Um, AEW is still trying to establish their their own country. Whereas WWE is an empire across multiple countries, you know, WWE or AEW is still trying to form their own country at the moment. Uh, and now could they eventually, could they eventually become more of a threat to WWE that Vince actually worries about? Yes, absolutely. It's possible, but people need to stop getting so butthurt about a financial analyst call and Vince saying that he doesn't see them as competition in the same way he did WCW. It's not, it's not a like situation. It's not apples to apples. And, and this may be the one time where like the pandemic kind of works in WWE's favor as crazy as it seems because, you know, AEW can't do a European tour, you know, right. they, they can't, they can't do a big show in Australia where, you know, are obviously Saudi Arabia, where WWE, you know, has done the super show in Australia. You know, they they go to Saudi Arabia, which not a lot of people are crazy about. That's that that that's some big bucks they're getting right there. Yeah. Now, the, yeah. again, I think that as far as we're talking TV ratings and interest in the product, CM Punk will be in Daniel Bryan would be big, big, big game changers for them. Big. And I think it would put WWE at least on their TV pro- product uh, back on their heels a little bit. Well, so and, we'll and see and what happens. Sh- show in chicago i mean talk about you know ticket sales i think it's the first show they got over about ten thousand uh yeah. for the rampage show god you know it's amazing it's it's great a, for it's, them it's a 20 it's a 23 a little over twenty three thousand seat arena if they can sell that out good for them yeah good for them you know what i mean and i think they will um so you know, again, I think it's a great time to be a wrestling fan in the sense that we're getting uh, finally it's exciting again. Things are happening uh, and across different companies, and we have a lot of products to uh, to examine. Um, but I, I think the most important thing we all here need to remember here is it doesn't have to be one or the other. You don't have to be an AEW fan or a WWE fan. You can be a wrestling fan. You can watch. You can watch neither. Maybe you're a Ring of Honor fan. Maybe maybe you're a GCW fan. Maybe you're a, a, a you know name a wrestling promotion. Maybe you're an Evolve guy. Maybe you're a AAA guy. Maybe you're a New Japan guy. It doesn't matter. It's all wrestling. We can enjoy it all over the place. I'm so tired of seeing people fight online. Yeah. Like, oh, these WWE fans <laughs> making jokes. Oh, these AEW fans. Guys, who cares? It's all wrestling. That being said, we are running out of time. We have to wrap yeah. this thing up. Um, so thank you, everybody, for being here. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, remember, you can find us online, facebook.com slash ESPR99, on the Twitter, at ESPR99, to join in on conversations like this. Email us, ESPR at FM99.com if you need to. 
FM99.com, 1069thefox.com is the most easy way to find our show under the media tab, ESPR, and of course, podcasts. Search for ESPR Wrestling and subscribe. Give us a five-star rating and review anywhere you find podcasts. Uh, yeah, a lot to get into today that we tried to get into an hour. So uh, we will be back next week. Everybody have a good one. We will see you next week. And remember to eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Make it a great day, everybody. Get out.